When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. Hi and welcome to the Chelsea Podcast. It's Phil Daniels here, back again from work uh, with Kerry uh, Levy and Andy Saunders. Um, Jeff Young was going to come, but he's late. So when he comes, he's sit by the red mic. Yes, and he will take part with probably the parting shots. I'm not surprised. He's trying to hide, probably. Nobody wants the red mic. Nobody wants to be here, really. Nobody. (laughs) I don't know. I've now got to the point whereby my philosophy has now been changed. A bit like Jose says all his philosophy and the way he's managing is going to change now. My way of being a fan has now changed. It's different to last week. From now on... And I haven't really done it all season. I'm not going to look at the table, because I don't think we'll get relegated, and I don't think we'll get top four. I think we're going to bimble around trying to play some football. So I'm not going to watch the, the table at all, and I'm only going to watch the performance. In the Andy? Bimble? Bimble. Ad- bimble, is that a word? Yeah, of course it's a word. A word? Bimble? bimble around means you just go, oh, bimble. I'll go this way. Oh, no, I'll go that way. Oh, we'll win today. Or, oh, no, we won't bother playing. It bimbles. You, you just really don't get focused. And I think that's the kind of season we're going to have. This is trying to limp it through the season. It bimbles me up the bum. No. That sort of thing. No, that's absolutely not the sort of thing we're talking about, Phil. And really, I, I would have thought, from a trained actor like yourself, you see how the other trained actor doesn't come out with stuff a like discourse that. discourse between two ends of the social spectrum there, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Little Lord Fontbury across from me, bimbling around. Yeah, that's right. But that's it. We, we can't do anything other than he look at the He around his bimble. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's now all about how we play every week. It doesn't matter whether we win, lose, or draw half the time because we're not going to get anywhere up to the top four. So we've got how to do see. You know? it. Just look how far we are away from the top four now. There's, you've seen the way we're playing. Surely you would agree that this is about trying to just get a team sorted out that gets through this season. Look, it's been 14 years since a team at this stage of the season has had as little as 26 points and top the table. The real narrative of this season is nobody knows what's going to happen. The real story of the season is our calamitous start and our uh, collapse from champions to Charlies. But the, um, the, the real narrative of the season is it's very, very tight up there. Now, 15 points off the top. I think we're, is it 12 points, 13 points off of four? You know, it's still a long way to go. I'm not writing anything off. I think it's a crazy season. I think we put together five, six, seven game run. You know, we're right up there. Well, that leads to the next question. Can you see this side at this moment in time? 
doing that. I think that what's interesting, and we'll talk, presumably we're going to talk about Dinamo Kiev. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back in a sec. I'm, we'll just, my general view is I, I'm not worried about I'm the seeing signs of progress, is what I'm seeing. I, I, I'm not seeing victories. I mean, three straight league defeats is not good stuff, but the Dynamo Kiev game was, was, was good, and I thought we played reasonably well against Stoke, although it was a very frustrating performance. I can see signs of, of, of improvement. I think it's incredibly frustrating, and I don't think we're there yet, but, you know, by the shade of a post, we would have got a point, you know, on, on, on Sunday. Um, and I think we've got winnable games coming up against Norwich, against various other people, got good home games coming up. I see no reason why we can't start to put some form together. It feels like there's a little bit more confidence in the team. So I'm not writing anything off. No, well, that's interesting. What do you think, Phil? Do you, can you see that's us very, turning this round? No, or? no, not, 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 not without him. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult to say, um, you know, do this, do that, don't do this. Um, I can't really see us turning it round. I think people, they've sussed us out, other teams, now, and... Uh, you know they get at us and we can't we can't deal with it. I mean we've got a centre forward who can't score goals. Um, yeah, as it looked like he had a little bit more form back last couple of games, which is you know a good sign for us. Pedro's got to kind of fit in, hasn't he? Um, well, he's only just come back from you know, injury, hasn't he? From yeah, the last so it, it, it's tricky. It's you know it's that whole you know he's done things a bit late, but he's loyal, Mourinho, and I'll give him that. You know. He kept stuck with Fabregas, didn't he? He stuck with him. What do you think on Fabregas? I mean, for much, he stuck with him much too far. How do you how do you think the future lies for Fabregas? Well, you know, does he have a future? I, I don't see it. I, I see he's one of those players that's a kind of yeah, at Barcelona. He kind of came in and out the team. I see him as one of those players. Really, he had a good start, and I think that's been about it. I mean, he him. dominated the league last season. In terms of assists, in terms of... Yeah, well, him and Costa all of a sudden hit it off. They had this, you know, romance that lasted, you know, 12 well, games. And now it's kind of completely gone. It sort of disappeared after that Swansea game. You know, I know we keep saying it week you in, week out. You keep saying it. Well, but it's absolutely true. They didn't, they didn't form that partnership for the rest of the season. And, you know, that's the truth of it. Our... Our well, there were some injury stop. interruptions during that period. Costa had a, an injury that kept him out for a while. And Fabregas obviously had his facial injury. So, you know, there were interruptions in that, in that situation. I, I think it's been a rather dramatic decline in form from Fabregas. You know, I had this conversation with my son who sort of scoffed at me and said, well, you know, are you writing off the guy that got, you know, that many assists that made that much of an impact? Do you think it's too early to write him off? And it did give me pause for thought. I mean, I can't see at the moment that he's half the player that he was last year. He's a kind of sneaky sort of... To me, he's a kind of sneaky number 10, you know. He needs time. That, that needs time and, you know, he needs not to be chasing... Time on the ball, apart. you mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a sneaky number 10 and Mourinho's been sort of playing him as our midfield man. Uh, you know, everything should tick around Fabregas and it's not working, is it? No, it's not. No, you know, no, no. I, but, I, I, you know, the, the, the disappointing thing is it's not the only thing that isn't working. I think if that was the only thing that wasn't working, you could kind of slot that piece of the jigsaw in and put something I else in. I did say at the beginning of the season that we should, you know, have invested in... Refreshed. ...in, in another player, you yeah. know. I, I don't think we've bought particularly well. I mean, I, mean, I think we've, you know, we, we've looked at the situation now. We got hung up on buying centre-backs, which we didn't do. We got distracted. We didn't reinforce in other areas. But, you know, I mean, let's be honest, some of the players that were really key for us last year Matic, Fabregas, Costa, Hazard just haven't shown up and, well, and, but there's winning, still time for them to do so Well winning the league I suppose in a way last year we held on to the league didn't we we got a good lead and then played survived. very defensively and survived which I don't think has 
has leapt us forward no. enough for no. this year. We needed new big players to come in and go, oh, yeah, you were great last year, but now I'm here. How are we going to do and this? And the forward thing hasn't helped, you know, his complete distrust in um, Remy and Falcao. I mean, you know, to the exclusion of those, he plays Costa the whole time, doesn't he? Yeah, I think... I think, I think he also, just wants a punch-up. Well, Costa, yeah. you know, Costa... And falls over the ball most I mean, of the I, time. I would say this, Phil, that I think Costa is the most suited to that lone striker role out of who we've got. I mean, I, yeah, I do think that... He's got to change so his tactics to, But then he has to change the whole system, and I think that's probably a bridge too far. Because he's doing what... Um, but why has, is it a bridge too far? Because I don't think he has the players to play a different system. But no, the, I think you're just being... I just think... What's his name ended up doing that? Going wide, never being in the centre-forward spot... It seems to happen with Chelsea, you know. No, yeah, Shevchenko did it. I mean, we've mentioned this before. I yeah. mean, you know, it's, but it's not just um, us that do that. Rooney's had a very poor uh, run not of form. Fair enough. And he's been going out wide. And that's what happens. Now, the problem, therefore, you should say, is probably not with Costa. It's what's behind him and what's, what's, what's played into him. Well, but it's, it's the way the... they play, isn't yeah. it? I mean, that's the thing. What, but these are intelligent footballers. Supposedly. So surely we could change a system that Mourinho could look at playing in different ways and not go, this is the only way we play, that's the only way we can do it. I think, you know, I think there's too much faith set in some of these, you know, formations and that we have to play this is the modern way. I think we need to well, do I think something. I've been found out this year. Yeah. His formation, he seems like yesterday's dinner with formations, I'm afraid. Yeah, and I think also there's, you know, it's, it's interesting because neither of you were here last week and we had Dan Levine on last week who um, was very much under the impression that if we didn't win both Kiev and Stoke, Jose was a goner. Yeah, and I, I if, never believed that. No, so. neither did I. But it's interesting when people are convinced about these things and you get it out there. And I've been thinking about it all week. And the one thing hearing somebody come out and making such a statement made me realise is now is certainly not the time for Jose to go. It doesn't feel the right moment to do it. I don't think Chelsea would benefit from it. I think we now need to see if Mourinho can actually back up the fact that he's been a brilliant manager by actually doing it in total adversity right now and turning this team round into a team that survives the battles that are going on and takes us forward. I had a thought that maybe what's happened kind of this year is without Drogba and... um, Lampard in the dressing room. We and might, check. And check. We might have just lost a bit of intelligence. And leadership. You know, well, I think JT's a good leader when it's, you know, over, you know, over the barricades and stuff. But I think just in the dressing room, I think maybe Drogba uh, said a lot more and did a lot more. He was a big presence, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. I mean, I think presence. there's a lack of presence on the pitch yeah. generally. And I mean, if you look past JT and you go, well, who's the captain? You know, I mean, it, it's difficult. We, we're not a team of leaders. No, there's not a captain of the midfield or a captain of the attack. No. They just go on and, and, and you see them. They don't really talk very much to no, each other. I, I think there's, a, there's an issue in terms of chemistry and, and balance. Should we talk about Kiev? Otherwise, we'll just... Yeah, I just want to ask you, do you think it's right that Jose stays? Of course, I've always said that. Yeah, no, of course, I, I think it would be re- absolutely stupid and remiss to let him go at this stage. I yeah, mean, I don't, I, I don't. I mean, I think if you're going to let him go, you need to upgrade, and I don't see an upgrade out there. The only person that I could see coming in and doing a job is possibly Simeone, but I think he's 
incredibly emotional. I'm not sure we wouldn't go down the same path with Simeone. Um, his English bowl accounts isn't fantastic. Um, and, you know, he's very happy at Atletico. So I don't, I don't see why he would come. Guardiola's not going to leave a team that have won 10 on the spin. Um, you know, Hiddink is, you know, is a possible interim manager, but not going to be there for the long term. You know, we're not, we don't want Benitez back. I mean, who is there? You know, there's, there's no one out there but to I come don't in. Think that's there's Ancelotti. An issue. I, I mean, I, I don't do... think, I mean, Ancelotti's another one, but I don't, I don't see what Ancelotti would bring to the party that Jose couldn't provide. Yeah, I, I don't really believe in you know people coming back to where they've been a success you know that's kind of why I hope it works out for Jose that you know he gets this year to sort it out because I think you're right anyone who comes in is walking into a a a very tough situation but b hasn't really got any tools to do anything with more than Jose can do and I think you know this is a time for him to show his mettle and I think I think he has to change. I know you don't agree with this, but I think he has to change the way that he is in, the, in his interviews. You know, we've talked about this. Well, I do. I think he I needs do, a look, bit more humility. I, look, no, well, listen, no, you, you, you're, misquo- Which, you're misquoting me a little bit there because I do think that he should change. The, the question is, will he? And I'm just pragmatic. I don't think he will. If you're asking me whether he should, whether he should perhaps take a step back, reflect a little bit, be a bit smarter in his comments. I'm a PR guy. I mean, you know, of course, I advise clients to do that all the time. Do I think that it's in his chemistry and his makeup and his ego to do that? I don't think it will. So I think it's a pointless conversation to get hung up on that. That's my point. Well, okay, if you were, okay, in your PR guru line, what would your advice be to him? Reflect, take a step back, count to ten, have a few key messages that you want to get across, things that you want to reinforce that are positive about the team, about what you want to achieve with the team and what the team wants to achieve. Focus on the positives. Don't get hung up on the negatives. And, you know, and, and essentially ride your way through it. Is I mean, Michael Emiliolo still there? Yeah. Michael yes. M- Emanalo, you mean? Is he still there? Yes. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> That's an enigmatic sort of a statement. I think the problem is the problem is with someone like Mourinho. He's such a massive personality and such a huge ego that nobody's going to stand up to him. Nobody's going to counsel him. Nobody's going to be able to, to to sit him to one side and go, "You're making a bit of a dick of yourself, Jose." Nobody does that. He surrounds himself with people that are subservient to him. Whenever they stand up with him, they've gone. You know, as has been proved with Eva Canero and 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 anybody else that's at all ever raised any kind of. Um, uh, you know, any kind of problem with him at all. His ego is all-consuming. So getting hung up on this, he's not very good in interviews, move on. It's not going to happen. You have to accept him for what he is. Well, I I think he has to change because I I think the FA are after him, as the press are, and it's not really boring. He won't. But I think he will. I think he's even said it. He said this is going to change. He will when he wins. He won't when he loses. Well, We'll see. We'll see. I think he's going through a whole learning process. What do you think, Phil? I'm not sure what I think. Um, I've had enough of him um, at the moment. I mean, are you are you are you in the Mourinho out camp? Not as such. Um, I have had enough of him, but I'm not. I'm not all for getting rid of him. Um, Do you mean enough of him as a manager, or the way he acts, or the way he talks? Both things, really. But um, you didn't really want him to come back, did you? I seem to remember. Not really. I don't think it's a good idea to come back, even though he did win the league. And there you go. But um, I think we need to go. I think we need to look forward. Whether Abramovich can do that, whether he's got the skill set in place to to know who to bring in at some point. But I can't, like you, I can't see 
that sacking him now is going to do anybody any I think, good. I, I think what's really interesting... You've got to get Drogba in and manage him if he goes. Drogba, JT and Frank yeah. I think what's Zola. Really, I think what's really interesting is that if we do not, which is highly likely, not make top four this, this season and not make top six, we could have a whole season without any kind of European football, uh, which might be an interesting period. It might be bad in the fact that we may not attract the players that we want because we're not playing Champions League football, but it might be good in the sense that we're not playing... Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, and and it might give us a chance to you know to reevaluate what we're doing. So, Man United had that year off from Championship football uh, for Champions League football. It seems to have done them okay. You know they're well up there Ish. at the moment. Ish, but they're still third. Yeah. Um, you know, so maybe that's not such a bad thing in the end of the day. I mean, I think it'd be very weird if we don't play Champions League football next year because we, we've been playing it for so long. But it's a definite possibility. Well, you know, I, th- I think, you know, we should open this up to the floor a bit more. And, uh, on the ask, red mic. On the red mic. Ask uh, Jeff you, what he thinks. Shall I give you my Would stats? You <laughs> shall I give you my stats? Well, you're half an hour late. Is that your yeah, stats? No, your the stat, stat is... Because <clears throat> we're getting locked down in Mourinho here. In the last yeah. five years... Uh, the team that's come fourth in the league has lost seven or eight games. Only once has it been nine, and that was Arsenal. We've already lost seven. We are not going to go 24 games in a row and only lose two. Well, I think statistics, Have you been listening statistics to us on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> so, look, the question for you is... <clears throat> well, look, here's would, another... you, would you keep Jose or not, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. Well, you would. Without question. Okay, and are you happy the way he presents himself in public? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, no, everyone's got issues with this. It's, it's lunacy. It's verging on lunacy. And I think, um, I think it was just as well he wasn't in the stadium this week because he probably would have been banned in another two weeks anyway because of the penalty decision and oh, look, I think we need everything to move on else. talk about the games because I think yeah. Phil's right, we're getting bogged down into the Mourinho thing. I don't, I don't think it's bogged down. I think no. it's the, the, the discussion we should be having. I think we should be opening it up. I mean, yeah, we can go back because I think you're right. I think we should go back to Kiev and have a look because I, I think I said to you um, about that night, I found it a very galvanising night, you know, with the fans getting behind Mourinho. He, it obviously moved him. It obviously affected him. Um, and I, I thought, think it saved his job, yeah, frankly. I, th- I, th- I think you're absolutely um, right. I think Maybe not. I don't I know d- about that. I don't know. I think Jeff, I, you're just going to come in and be contrary for the whole season. Then. You're good. On, the, on the red mic. Well, it's usually you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think, I think the fans, they've saved his job for now. I think there may well have been an element of truth that he could have gone after Stoke. But I don't think Abramovich can be bothered with another seven years of Chelsea fans booing most managers, shouting Jose Mourinho's names. He needs to get rid of Mourinho when Mourinho Look, needs to go. Saving and he his won't job, take the fans. Saving his job is, is probably overstating the case, but I think it certainly did an awful lot to consolidate his position in the eyes of the board because I think the board do look at the fans and they do look at the, the reception of the fans towards Mourinho and I think it does have an influence and I think that if there was any wavering at board level about potentially tapping up Simeone or tapping up one of these other guys then that probably made them pause for thoughts and maybe saving his job is too much but I certainly think it went some way to consolidating where he is at the moment I think Saturday's performance did that well yeah well, I mean we're going to talk about Kiev first and we'll get on to that because okay. I mean Kiev was, was an odd one wasn't it we, 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 we were showed, lucky we were lucky They're, but we showed lucky, sorry awful. lucky to win yeah. sorry yeah. Kiev yeah yeah Semi-pub team. I mean, they weren't that good, no, they frankly. I don't think you can, you can set an awful lot of store by that performance. I mean, I thought we played okay. I thought yeah. we did a professional job on it. I thought the team we put out was, you know, was... was what you would know, you be saying if we drew? I'd be disappointed. 
Yeah, I'd be really definitely. disappointed because I think that you know, but they're not good enough. To we draw should have with. been three up by that point anyway. You know, we've got, a, we've got a major problem with with taking chances at the moment and and, and having an end product to, to good approach work. Yeah. You know, and we've talked already. You know, about Costa and about him being isolated and drifting out of the game. And I do think that you know the, the problem we've got is a kind of lack of creative players firing creatively. I think we're playing timidly. I think we're playing too politely. I think we're worried about making mistakes. I think players are, uh, are not playing with freedom. And I think you've got to put a little bit at the door of, of Mourinho but not allowing them to express themselves or not giving the confidence to express themselves. But you've got to put an awful lot at the door of the players to go out there and perform on the big stage. Well, again, because we're not playing well, I think he's just trying to shore it up instead of oh, allowing right. us to be uh, not flamboyant. That's not the word. Yeah, I mean, expressive, maybe. What did you think of the team? Begovic in goal, Azpilicueta, Terry, Zuma, Baba uh, in the back four, Matic and Ramirez holding, William, Oscar, Fabregas and Costa. I mean, that's a reasonably strong team. Yeah, it is. No, I mean, it's a, it's a proper side. Interesting. Hazard on the bench, Pedro on the bench. Yeah, I mean, they actually came on and made a real difference. Double I sub. Thought. It was yeah. a double sub. It was a double did. sub. Did Oscar get taken off? Uh, Your friend. <laughs> you love him, don't you? God he's... almighty. He's, he, yeah, you know, once the back's against the wall, then, then he really comes and shows his class, doesn't he? <clears throat> Andy, you don't agree about no, Oscar? I think you misunderstand Oscar's role in the team. I, I think you've always misunderstood Oscar's yeah, role in the team. What is it? To do a couple think, of little flicks I think he's, and I then think, stand around for a while? I think he's the link. He's a link. The link for, between what? Between the midfield and the front uh, man. And how many goals do we score? How many assists does he do? But, you know, but that, that's, that's what's not... What's this link? What's, but this, why, but what's why, this position he plays? Out on the... What does he do? He stands out on the left. He puts a little tackle in every now and again. He does a fancy little flick. I think then you're it, wrong. It's another nice ball he, every now and again. He wins the ball back probably more than any other oh, player in the team. He wins it back once in a while. It's not true. And, and then he gets knocked it's not, off. It's it. not true. It is. True. I think you're obsessed with. with I'm not with, obsessed. With I'm just trying to. <laughs> You are to, obsessed. I you send me a text sick. every time saying, get him off. <laughs> what do you think, And Jeff? that's before they've kicked off. Jeff, well, are you an Oscar uh, fan or not? Yeah, I don't mind Oscar. I mean, at the moment, obviously, he's in and out of the side. The thing that strikes me about Oscar is that at the beginning of last season, you know, he was taking the free kicks and he was doing this and he was doing that. Now, Willian seems to have got himself Ooh, that, I do like. that role. And, you know, you laugh at Oscar. I used to laugh at William. I used to laugh at him running around the pitch like a whirling dervish, no wondering product. what the end result was. Now, all of a sudden, we lost he without the boy. He you, is the end product. I must product, pick yeah. you up on something you said last week in my absence. You misquoted me. Oh, God, here we go um, again. You said... Uh, making no friends tonight. I know. No, you did, though, because I want to clarify what I meant when I said that if it's a season where William or Ramirez gets player of the year, that's disappointing. And you said that I would prefer one of the flair players to get it. That's not what... No, but that's so I was I going meant. to say that you also said a defender playing well could win it. I think it's a player that that, that influences games that you know that, that um, you know that, that creates something special on the pitch or puts in a consistent period. Now maybe that's William uh, to a degree if he can sustain it over thirty-eight games. I think William's been really good. But a, a game, a, a, a season where you're giving Player of the Year on effort for me is a poor season. That's that's my point. And I think, that, well, I think we might have to give it to on effort but, this year then. Well, no, no, I agree. But, and, but, yeah, and that, and, that's a poor season. Yeah. That's but, my point. And to yeah. be fair, William is far more than just effort now. Well, he is at the moment. Yeah. He but he has been all season. Well, I just think it's the first season. time Mourinho's seen him as someone that's important in the team. And I think maybe he needs the pat on the back and being told, listen, son, you're one of our best players. 
Now, you the, talk about Oscar, right? Now, I'm playing devil's advocate. Here. Yes. Just devil's advocate, right? I'm putting this on the yes. table. Talk about Oscar not creating assists. I mean, all, every goal that um, William has scored has been from a direct free kick. It's a record, I think, five five free kicks per, in a season for Chelsea. Yes. A couple of those are a little bit snidey, might have been crosses, you know what I mean? But, you yeah. know, nonetheless, they're goals. Yeah. Has he, is he creating assists? Is he creating clear-cut chances? Is he creating I things? I think he is. Oh, well, he, I he, think uh, he, if, well, if Costa well, was in the right spot, mate... If we had someone in the <laughs> box... Yeah. Well, maybe. couldn't you say that about Oscar as well? No. I don't think he does enough in there. He does great interplays with Hazard. He does a little and, dance in the corner and you know he'll knock it short that's okay but it's you know now and again he'll curl one in but it has to be on the outside of his boot has to be a back flick to me I don't I don't I remember reading an interview with him just at the beginning of the season and he said the manager has challenged me to go on and be as good if not better than Eden Hazard and he said, I know that I can do that. Are you talking about Willian or Oscar? No, I'm talking about Oscar. I mean, Oscar. is Oscar getting enough of a run in the team? I mean, I know Phil would probably say that yes, was, but... That's well, my, next, my next point, is, is he one of those players who needs to play week in, week out to find his feet? Well, well, well he's well, Unfortunately, after yeah, I Saturday, I don't okay. think he's going to. No, I don't. I, I think... So would you sack him off and get another player in his position? No, I'd keep him in the squad. I'd uh, keep him in the squad. Yeah, I mean, personally, you know, that's me personally, I would have sold him and Ramirez um, at the beginning of the year. Okay, Ramirez Mm. is another one I'd like to talk about because he's been great in so many ways for the last few games since he's come back and awful in certain others. My Uh, son said a very interesting thing. He said blaming Ramirez for giving the ball away is like blaming the sky for being blue. It is what it is. You know, Ramirez will give the ball away, but he gives you so much everywhere. You know, he loves Ramirez. I mean, you know, I got told off by my two sons on Sunday for for being frustrated and shouting at the telly and getting cross and them saying, well, look, you know, there's so much else going on the pitch that's positive and you screaming at Ramirez is not doing, you know, is doing any good. But but that's the frustration about Rami. I think he gives us a lot, but he gives the ball away. And he gives away stupid free kicks on the edge of the pitch and and on the edge of the ball. I mean, there are so many things where you go, why is he doing that? Now, I've I've always felt a little bit like Ramirez, like you feel about Oscar, you know, and I've always been, you know, quite open about that. But I have to say this season, he's a different player. I think him and William have been absolutely magnificent. And I'm I'm having a starting lineup. Absolutely. He's fitter now. Well, yeah, he's got legs, hasn't he? I mean... He's got a great engine. He's got got, You know, but it'll never be what you quite want him. If he... If he could pass the ball and be really skillful as well as have that energy that he's got, you know. It's not that I dislike him. Barcelona. He frustrates me so much because he gets into brilliant positions. Yeah, and he knows what he wants what to do. Yeah. yeah, he knows what he wants to do. Okay, here's he's another. what William was last year in terms of no end products. You know, William has developed an he's end got product. No middle product. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that brilliant thing. Ramirez can pick the ball up in midfield and just find a change of pace, and that's a really yeah. difficult thing to do at any level. Um, but the problem is, he's got the change, but he's run straight into a defender, and I find it very frustrating. Okay, here's here's a very interesting thought. I was speaking to. Ah, oh, dear historian, Mr. Was that, sorry, just 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 a quick stat for you. That was Ramirez's two hundredth Chelsea start against Dinamo Kiev. Thanks ever so. He was brilliant uh, when well, he first actually, came. Actually, I think that's quite interesting because yeah. obviously he's been with us a while. Does but he feel like two hundred starts? No, no that's really just what I was going to yeah. say. Doesn't feel like he started two hundred times. You know, that's four seasons yeah. worth, isn't it? Yeah, More for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, and a lot gonna... of games at four seasons worth. Yeah, and you know. here's another point which nobody's talked about. I was speaking to Rick Glanville, our historian. Um, and he said, somebody who's not come in for any stick, and he thinks almost that he should, I hope I've 
you know, saying this the right way. You're really, going to misquote but, someone else now? No, probably. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. makes great radio and gets them so angry when they come back, don't they? My His sons actor. are angry at him. That's what <laughs> makes yeah, me that's laugh. So funny. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to see that. And they're not happy with me. But, it goes but, in the family, though. They're all angry, you yeah. know what I mean? One way or another. <laughs> he doesn't rate Begovic. What? Yeah, this is an interesting one. He says well, okay. he thinks he's got no spring and he can, he's a shot stopper, but he doesn't really do what we need him to do. Okay, yeah, so I have a question. Begovic or Hilario? Oh, Hilario. Oh, Lordy, you've it's got funny. to be kidding me. It's just a funny yeah. name. You pick him on the I name. I don't think there's a outside of the, Outside of the Kiev blunder. Les Fridge. I think he's been all right, hasn't he? the only blunder I think yeah. he's made. And look, I don't, I don't think there's a better backup keeper in the in the. Yeah, in I think the he's a he backup goalie. He said he thinks he has fine. no spring. That when he that. makes a save, he can't get up very it's quickly. nonsense. It's nonsense. I think he's a big lad. Do you yeah. know what I mean? For a start, he's, he's, not, he's a very big lad. I don't think. Has that affected him? No, I don't think so. I think he's kept us, you know, no, kept, I mean, I've, kept I've it respectable. Just been thinking, he's I'd some, never thought of it, and when he said it, I good, thought it was an interesting... Yeah. It's, a, it's just a point I mean, that somebody enough, else made Saturday, that I've not heard anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. kind of... I think he's towing the line a bit there, yeah. looking at someone to blame that isn't kind of John Terry or Cahill <laughs> or Ivan. You know what I mean? Well, th- well that's mm. kind of interesting, isn't it? Because actually, we've had a season where people have been blamed or people have been dropped, and, the, you know, everyone's taken their turn. And now we're round to... Costa, aren't we? You know, well, I mean, there's a couple of other milestones. Well, there was a couple of other reason for that. There's a couple of other milestones. Well, we just talk about Costa first. There was a couple of other milestones in that game, okay, and then we'll come on and talk on. to Costa. What stats? Uh, John Terry made his 107th start in in the Champions League, which was the most by an English player. Anyone know who the other English player was before that? English or yeah. British? English. English. Ryan Giggs. Oh, no. He's Welsh, you tart. English. Like you. That's why I said British. Bobby Charlton. No. Paul Scholes. I thought that was quite interesting. And uh, Fabregas is a 100th European club game. So a couple of other miles. Sorry, Kerry, you can talk about Costa. No, I I was going to say... It's his turn. Yeah, it's it's nobody's turn. Um, Costa is an odd one because he seems to be getting further and further away. I mean, it has become his turn in the papers and for the fans to say, oh, he's not doing it. But there is something drastically wrong with the way he plays at the moment. You know, he's, he's straight into a defender in the first couple of minutes, did it against Kiev, he did it against Stoke, uh, and then there's nothing else to back up the arguments at the moment. His touch seems appalling, he can't hold the ball up. And these run... I mean, he did, when you saw... We'll get on to the Stoke game, but, I mean, how does everyone else view Costa at the moment? He's playing... He's a, he's a frustrated player. When, when players start diving like Drogba used to do. It's because they're frustrated at themselves. You know, when they start spending more time on the floor writhing about, it's because they're frustrated with themselves or frustrated with the situation. When they're... In your you know, opinion. In is. my opinion. When, well, um, okay. But, 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 when they're, but when they're firing, they don't worry about any of that. They just get on ah, with it. That's really interesting because it's funny you should bring that up because I was going to say that at this moment in time, it looks like the Chelsea fans, because of lack of end product have suddenly started to get fed up with Costa because all he seems to do is want to punch up. And the last time this happened was when we were, what, six to death of Didier chucking himself to the deck all the time and yeah. screaming blue murder. And it's like, I thought, if, have we moved on to Saturday yet now we're talking not, about Costa? Not, not, not quite. quite. Okay, <laughs> we're still on Kiev, are we? Well, I just want to, you know, uh, just, just contextualise it. Let's, let, but let's hold that thought because let's contextualise the, the, the Dinamo Kiev game. It puts us into second place in Group G on seven points, two above Dinamo Kiev, three behind Porto with two games left to play. We're away to Maccabee Tel Aviv on November 24th and then home to Porto on 9th of December 
and Porto and Dinamo Kiev still have to play each other in Porto. So really, realistically, if we beat Maccabee Tel Aviv, we're through, we're through probably yeah, in yeah. second place. Um, oh, yeah. so, so we'd be happy with that, right? I mean, that's a, that's a decent group campaign. Yeah, yeah. just get through. Considering get where through. we are. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. just to give that some context... I think we can now probably move on to, to Stoke after that and say, good yeah. win, needed, a needed win. It was all about the win. Move on to Saturday and Stoke at 5.30. Right. Yeah, well, I think, interestingly, you know, Rahman now starting to get a bit of a look in and he had to look out, didn't he? God, he who's that? Who are we talking about now? Yeah, he looks great going forward and he can dribble and he can pass, but defensively, he, oh. he, he looks lost. What are we, call, are we calling him Rahman or Bubble? What are we calling him? What's his name? Well... Some say Rachman, some say Baba, some say call Baba. Him, call him Baba. That'll do for now. <laughs> yeah, but well, Baba, I thought, had a mess. For of this broadcast. He had a mess. It's all right going forward. Now, again, I got kind of told off for writing him off. And I didn't write him off. I just got very, very frustrated with him. Um, I really want to see film of this. Very, playing, very frustrating. Playing um, out of position. You know, I being out of position. I love the way you at home have a go at all the players and come here and defend all the players. Yeah. Well, you know, he's I was in the moment. Out, he, I was in the moment. I was in the moment. You were out of the. Count, I have reflected. Out of the couch I have seat. reflected, like I have advised Jose to do. I have reflected. I didn't go out in the media and publicise these comments. I reflected, and when I come to the podcast, I'll give you a calm assessment of it. So, yeah, whatever his name is, you thought had a mare. <laughs> I thought at he had the a risk. Yeah, total. At the mare. risk of repeating myself, I didn't know very much about young Baba when we bought him. I must admit, I thought we'd made a ready-made left-back to come into the team. I didn't realise we bought a kid who needs to be taught how to do things. And uh, so we're still in the same position. We've got a dodgy left-back. You know, probably we're going to go back to Ivanovic on the right and Dave on the left. And There is time, it's though. It's all a bit of a pain, I will remind really. you that you weren't a massive fan of Aspilicueta when he first came. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that in any, and, and in any, for any other reason. Whereas no, I, I have always I held my hands up about Dave, I'm about not, how he was brilliant. I'm not saying that for any other reason. It's to illustrate the fact that, you know, the players can adapt and they oh, can yeah, come good. I'm just good, saying, you know? I thought we bought a ready-made left back and we bought a 19-year-old who needs yeah. to learn how to play. I'm not slagging the kid off. I'm just saying... No, no. Oh, for David Luiz's season. We got, a, we got a kid. Yeah, right. we got a kid. Would yeah. you have David Luiz back? Uh, no. no, I think he would have done well for us this season. Though. Do you? It'd probably oh, God, be yeah. interesting to see what. Well, you know, we've been, all been talking about it, and we've done it on here. You know, there's been a team's worth of players that Jose's got rid of, um, quite a lot of whom seem to be quite successful yeah. elsewhere. Um, you know, which... I'm, I'm led to believe that the board sold De Bruyne against Mourinho's wishes. Well, look, if we go, let's go through some of these players that we've that we've sold. Uh, check. Well, he's coming to the end of his contract. You know, he's going to play the number two keeper. Was you know... he better than than Courtois, Phil? <laughs> uh, in my opinion, there. You know, he's a good goalkeeper. Check. Um, Courtois a good keeper too. So it's not like a big. Big deal. No, I know, no. but also as well, I don't think it, would have been, it wouldn't have been fair or moral in any way to stand in his way and let him have a one big move it at the end of his football. career yeah. and be number one keeper. Matter, I don't think Matter would have given us anything we don't already have. I, do, I believe he would have. That's my personal view. Uh, Lukaku. Well, Jeff, what do you think about Matter? I'm 50-50. I think he could have been Oscar. He probably would have ended up on the bench. Yeah, I agree. And I, I don't think he's up for a battle. Because he I'd... don't tackle and he don't run no, back. I don't and think guess he's up for what a Mourinho 
doesn't like yeah, people doesn't, who don't tackle yeah. and don't run back. He's good when he's got time he was and never space. He's going to play for us. He's, he's good when he's got time and space. He's given that through the running of the midfield at Man United that we don't have. Yeah. So I mean, I think that you know he's doing a good job at Man United. I don't think he would have done anything that we haven't already got. Lukaku apparently his attitude utterly stank. You know, stank the place out when he was here. Same with De Bruyne. Attitude stank. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think that you can't have players like that in a dressing room if they're not but prepared to buckle under what the manager just, wants. De Bruyne just told, wanted to walk into the team. tells us that their attitude stank? I think, well, I think the De Bruyne one is... Sell them usually. I think the De Bruyne um, uh, situation is fairly common Mourinho has because, said in interviews he well, and didn't also, want to fight for his place in the team. Well, yeah, but, that's, but at that's the same like, time, you know, I think he thought the kid could come on and he didn't want to wait so well, people, off like people saying oh Gala said he'd, he'd put the ball in his own net no he never the, the said manager it. has come out and said that yeah, and also you know, as well De Bruyne has said it himself and De Bruyne's father who's his agent up. has said they it have himself. to put up managers have to put up with that they don't sell players if they're good enough they don't sell players because they've got bad attitudes yeah, I, you know what I'm a bit Alex Ferguson about all this if if I am we, as well. If I'm we a, let them go, yeah. there's a reason. I'm with Jeff on this. And I don't care. No, I, I don't I care that they're some playing of the well for that Mourinho They're decent uh, footballers. Why shouldn't they play well for another club that suits them? Well, look at look at some of the players that Ferguson let go. He let Yap Stam go at the height of his career. He let Ronaldo go. He let, you know, this, you know, a bunch of players go because yeah. they weren't right. Beckham, you know, so, you know, this is not a Mourinho trait. And I it's think not that, a problem either. I think that well, some it's, players... It's a, it's sort of bit is, it is at the moment, a little bit, where we're, <coughs> we're sort of struggling to win a game of football. Yeah. Yeah, then you then been, maybe you, you know, heart back. elbowed out. You yeah. know, Shirley's been elbowed out and well, got elbowed out. He's had a shocker though, Shirley. He's had a shocker in Germany. He's been ill. He played he's pretty a... well for us. Well, when but he, he played, hasn't since. Yeah, he played very well. But anyway, you know, this is by the by, isn't it? Yeah, but, uh, you know, the Schurler thing is interesting because I think there's a lot of coulda, shoulda, woulda about looking back with rose-coloured spectacles sure. on some of these players. And you're absolutely entitled to do that. And, you know, if he was here and, 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 and he was doing that, well, maybe. But the fact of the matter is, they're not. And, but well, he did play well for, for a Schurler. I don't At think times he ever did. He did. I, never I think really... he scored goals for us and he never got the chance. He <sighs> didn't fancy him. And that's that. I never really fancied him. I know you didn't fancy him. I don't fancy Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> You and got rid of yours, and he's kept his. <laughs> One all. Oh dear. And I think the truth is, once players are gone, they're gone. That's yeah, it. I agree. They ain't going yeah. to come back. Not like dead managers. Not like managers come back. No. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So Stoke, I thought, you know, I didn't feel as bad about that as some of the losses. I felt. We tried to do things. Uh, should things we have a look at? Should we have a look happened? at the team? Have I think yeah. we should let Jeff well, talk about. Should we have a look at the yeah, team? Go on, so read the, the team. The team out. was Aspilicueta, Terry coming, uh, Terry Zumababa. So that's the same back four that played against Dino Kiev. Matic coming back in, Ramirez, uh, Pedro coming back in, William and Hazard. So Pacey man on the on the flanks with William at number ten and Costa on his own up front. So same old four two three one uh, that was been playing. Um, Fabregas came on after seventy one. Another double substitution. Fabregas and Oscar coming in as a double sub uh, and Rem at the end who as we all know should have gone down <laughs> yeah. well he did go down but should have gone when he should have done <laughs> more obviously well you know I mean Remy for me and I've said it so much I think he's the unluckiest man in Chelsea history just about he never gets a look in and the only time he did get a look in he scored that goal in the Champions League last year and did his groin didn't he he's a good and player to bring on 70 minutes in as an impact sub. And it was a pen When he Saturday. starts games... It was a pen. When how many has he started? But when he does start... How many start, has he started? When he does start games... Three. Come on. When he does start games, he does little impact. Well, 
Come I don't on, know. give him a chance. He's hardly started any games. You can't make a sweeping statement like that. You always go to everyone else, I'm not having it. Well, I'm not having that. I think he doesn't get enough of a look-in. I'd like to see Costa bench for a while, get all the injuries that supposedly he's got fixed, let Remy play for half a dozen games, and then let's see. I don't disagree with that. I mean, yeah. if he wants to do that, that's fine. We're don't you think? It would be nice to see... We need Costa also to realise there is actually some competition for his place. At the moment, he's out of form. Everyone else who's been out of form has been pulled out the side. Whether I, it's... I think Remy's a, a, a really good player. I don't think he's suited to one up front. I don't think then that let's he's... play the system differently. Well, that's, we've had this... Can we go round and round on know. this? You know, it's not going to happen. So why do, we, why do we go round on it and just go... Because it's a just discussion. Just because you want it to if happen... If we lose two more games in the league, it'll have to change. Uh, well, you might be right. Well, the next game is Norwich, and then we're playing Spurs, aren't we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, if we lose... Uh, is it home to Norwich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought Saturday was really good. So if, did I. If I, was at, if I was at Stoke, I'd be singing, we've got our hazard back, for starters. Yeah. Yep. I thought Pedro was really good. Yep. I thought we attacked, we created chances. Unfortunately, we didn't convert any of them. A couple of times, Diego was like a gnat's <laughs> cat's whisker away from turning a ball in or whatever, whatever. We had the shot at the post. We had the penalty. I thought it was really good Saturday. I and, think and, and we're not I, getting luck, and, are we? And typically, there's now a bloody international break. Yeah. You oh. know, we could have done with playing Norwich next Saturday. I thought we played really well, but it was our third successive league defeat. It was our seventh loss in 12 league games. It left us in 16th, two places above the relegation zone, one away win in the league, only two wins in the last 10 away games in all competitions. Okay, so but good in, is good. But in this in this. Point at this point in this place, stats schmats. As far as I'm concerned, look at the bloody performance. No, it's not That's stats. Right. It was great. Jeff, it's not stats. It's facts. All right, facts schmacks. Then yeah. <laughs> the performance was great, and, I'm, I, and be... I'm feeling quite good about it. It was good, but it wasn't good enough because we didn't win. Yeah, it's, all it's about a progress. Winning. It's progress. But if, we'd, I'll give if, you that. if we'd have had a normal, se- if this had been in inverted commas a normal season. And that game had happened on Saturday. We'd all be going, well, bloody hell, how come we never won that? What a turn up for the books. And we should have had a pen. Oh, well, never mind. We're on to next week. Because we're in the middle of the shit period from hell. Saturday is even more significant than everything else. Explicit now. Okay, yeah, explicit. (laughs) That's not explicit. Parental content. Yeah, yeah. It fucking is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I actually... Quite so enjoyed car, watching Andy. the game Saturday, even though we got beat. I haven't I done that for a long time. I haven't sat there and enjoyed it, and we got beat for crying out loud. Well, as I was saying at the beginning of the programme, I'm not interested in the table now. I'm interested in the performances. But you should read about the, this fact that we're going to be giving away a pair of tickets for the upcoming away game against Spurs. For your chance to win two tickets for the Spurs-Chelsea match on the 29th of November, sign up with Labrooks at tickets at chelseapodcast.net. Enter promo code LAD50, LAD50. And all depositing customers will be entered into the draw. And we'll announce the lucky winner next week. Uh, For a chance to win, just email us your Labrooks username to Chelsea at playbackmedia.co.uk. Now, I hope you all got that. Yeah, because Andy keeps asking if he can have the tickets. And what did we say to him, Phil? Just give me the tickets. (laughs) 
Just make up a name, tell them that someone's like, and just give me the ticket. Oh, you Four hundred uh, quid. All they'll do is and, that was, will chase that was, you round the, round the ground. That was Andy Dot Saunders at BBC.co.uk. <laughs> well done. Our winner this week is Andy, Andy Saunders. Saunders. <laughs> I bloody deserved them. No, you did. You worked hard. For You're going to go there and moan your ass off, aren't you? <laughs> look, look. I know. I know that I am. You know that I am moaning about this. And look, you know, I, with my reflective head on, we did play well. We played well. But we didn't play Phew. well enough. Look, there were no clean sheets in the last eight away league games. We can do all this brilliant, lovely approach work and hit the post and not have a penalty. But if we make a dumbass mistake at the back when the left back isn't covering and the ball comes over, you know, comes right across the six yard area and it gets poked in by a fat idiot like Arnautovic, do you know what I mean? It's not good enough. I can't enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have taken a photo of that. You, just you, for has it got a little you, ponytail you, as well? You have seen that clip of the lawyer on the <laughs> YouTube, right? Yeah. But, but, you know, I mean, I do think it, we are... Look, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not looking at the, the table anymore. I'm just looking at the performances. The table means nothing. We won't go down and we probably won't get Champions League. So the rest means nothing. It's all about what that team does to solidify and gel itself back into a team. And that's what we've got to look for. So we should really end up by just having a quick look because we won't do a podcast Hang on, we've still got week. to do the under-18s, young 21s, ladies. Are you going to do all that? Oh, you, do, yeah. you should do, really. Yeah. So we are, we are the Chelsea podcast. We are the Chelsea. We're the teams. Okay. Uh, Under-18s, 4-4 away draw with Aston Villa in the league on Saturday. Villa took the lead, but came from behind three times to snatch a late point. Chelsea scorers were Mason like the first team. <laughs> and Harvey St. Clair with a brace each. Uh, the next Under-18s game is on Saturday, away to Southampton. Under-21s, an impressive 4-0 win over Liverpool in the league on Sunday in front of Mourinho and the entire coaching staff. Uh, and you need to go online and see the goal that Ruben Loftus Cheek scored, scored in that game. Absolute cracker just after the restart. Uh, Bernard Ferrari's Loftus Cheek, as you say, and Tammy Abraham with two with the scorers. Next 21's uh, game isn't until the 30th of November, which is against uh, Sunderland at home. And finally, Chelsea ladies' domestic season is over, as we know, but now they play the first leg of their uh, game against Wolfsburg in the UEFA Women's Champions League round of 16 at home tomorrow, uh, which is Wednesday. So get down to Staines FC. Stadium for a seven o'clock kickoff. Didn't they beat the Glasgow girls. City in the last round? They did. They did. Well done, Philip. Oh. It's amazing what you learn on the wings of the oh. stage. <laughs> you may continue, Kerry. Thank you ever so much. The wings of the Andrea, stage are being slaughtered in the wings of the stage this year. I bet you I bet are. you have. It's been oh. not a nice place, has it? It's not been a good place to be Chelsea. Been in throwing, the wings. throwing iPads, haven't you? <laughs> Actually, has anyone been getting grief from Arsenal fans? Oh, yeah. But then they go and mess things up against Bayern Munich and, and, and then Tottenham. they go and mess things up by I have losing to say, five ones. I'm really proud that when That's I did the good. whistleblowers last week, the subject of Arsenal came up and I just said, yeah, but the thing about Arsenal is they always let you down. It's the hope that kills get you. Get in there. Yeah. Two days later, boom, boom. It's the well, hope that kills well, you. They were not... lucky to get a point against Spurs, I tell you They that. were lucky to get a goal against Munich. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, well, we, we won't be doing a podcast next week because there's nothing to gripe about unless something dramatic happens while no one's there. Um, so we should do a prediction for Norwich next week. Uh, Are you looking at, at me? Saturday week? I'm looking at you, but I'm going to say Jeff. Okay. What's your prediction for Norwich? 3 0. Who, two? Chelsea. Okay, that's good. Andy? 2 0, Chelsea. Phil? 3 1, Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's what we always lose by. No wonder's life's tough in the wings. We always lose three one. He cannot lie. He will not lie, will you, Phil? Well, no. I, I've got uh, to stop doing my fives and six uh, nil wins. So I'm going to go for a one nil 89th. No, it no. won't be. It'll be a 13th minute winner. 13th, That's it. 13th minute. Chelsea one nil, and That'd it be, will uh, be just be too nervous. Uh, Rahman will score. Oh, <laughs> or maybe Begovic. He's capable of scoring. Rahman. He does get forward. Yeah, I know. He looks good going forward. Well, I, th- I think that's about it. Isn't yeah, it? it was lovely, that was. Is it lovely? We'll to be see back. Anything? We'll be back. Chelsea will be back. Keep we the faith. Back. Keep yeah. the faith. Don't worry. We'll be all right. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network.